Well, good morning. It's Friday. Friday, October 23rd, 2020. October 23rd, 2020. Um, PVTV. Uh, Political Views TV. It's, uh, what is this? Is this, um, let me see, we got a week, we got a week and a half, 10 days? Is it 10 days before the election? Uh, a week from Tuesday. So that would be 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 days. <clears throat> 11 days from the election. Of course, the election's going on right now. And uh, uh, they're saying that uh, Democrats are having record turnout in swing states. But please don't let that stop you from voting. Do not get cocky. Please do not get cocky. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute. This is really important. Um, Let's start off with last night. Let me tell you, I didn't have to do sit-ups this morning because the amount of laughing I did yesterday at at, at Donald Trump's statements, my stomach was cramping up. My stomach muscles were cramping up. It was so funny. The funniest statement from Donald Trump, I think, you might have had a, you know, a, a thought a different funny statement, but I think the funniest statement, and, fun, and when I say funny, I laughed, but it's disturbing. He said, I'm the least racist person here. I'm the least, uh, uh, no, he said, I'm the least racist person in the room. (laughs) I can't see the people in the audience, but I'm the least racist person in the room. That's something someone says who doesn't understand what racism is. But by the way, Trump said it in front of a half black, half native, uh, half Native American uh, moderator. The, the, the woman, uh, uh, Kelsey, who, uh, Kelsey, is it, uh, who was uh, moderating? She's half black and half uh, uh, Native American. And he said he is less, less racist than her. I mean, he is, yeah, that's what he said. He said that she's more racist than, him, than he is. <laughs> oh, man. Quite a belly laugh that was. Uh, it was, uh, but it was obvious his plan of attack was to attack instead of defend or even have any policies. He doesn't have any policies to defend, really. I mean, he's been saying, he's been saying for four over four years now. He's been saying for five years that he was going to release his tax returns. He's been saying for five years that he would do this, he would do that, he would do this, he would do that. He hasn't done anything. Um. And uh, it was it was quite obvious what Trump was told to hammer uh, hammer home, you know, his talking point. And that was to Joe Biden, he would say, and he said it several times. He kept on hammering it, hammering it, hammering it. You were there for eight years and you didn't do it. It's a good talking point, but it's not a new talking point. That's for sure. Republicans have been screaming the same thing for years. But let's review the history. How long did the president, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden have the House of Representatives? How long did they have the House of Representatives? Do you know? I do. Ten months. 
10 months they had it because there was a special election. It was a very close uh, um, uh, election. Anyway, they had it for 10 months. And then uh, the other seven plus years, the Republicans were in charge of the House and the Senate. It annoyed me that Biden wasn't saying that all along. I, in the last debate, I was screaming it at the screen uh, when Trump said Obama left 300 federal court seats open. No, he didn't. He tried to push them through, but the Republican Senate refused to fill the seats. That who is packing the court? Think about it. Who is packing the court? We know who's packing the court. The Republicans are packing the court. They pack the upper court. They pack the lower court. They're packing the court right now with Amy Coney Barrett. That's what court packing is. Court packing isn't adding to it. Packing is taking the same size and putting more inside. That's what packing is. Look at the dictionary definition, Definition, for God's sake. Um, anyway, that, that, uh, there were many things that made me laugh that Donald Trump said uh, uh, last night. That was just one of them. Uh, uh, anyway, I've been looking at um, when states count ballots, and I, I've been doing a little research on that. Um, there's a mix of red and blue states that start counting ba- ballots before the election. Uh, 12 states uh, count them when they get them. In other words, you mail it in, they get it, they count it. California is not one of them. But California can start counting now. Um, Nine states count them at least two weeks or more before Election Day. Uh, 16 states start counting them one week before, which would be this coming Tuesday they'll start counting them. But, like I said, you can't get cocky. There are more Democratic states that start counting early. You can't get cocky. You must show up. If if the news is telling you that Joe Biden has an insurmountable lead, you have to ignore it as if as if the news media was saying that Joe Biden needs votes desperately. You must show up. If the news media is claiming that Biden has an edge on election day, you should know. Six of the reddest states and two purple states begin to count ballots on November 3rd, on election day. That means Trump will see gains on election day because the states that will be counted will be, that will begin counting, will be Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky, Mississippi, West Virginia, Wyoming, and the two purple states, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. That means Trump will have an edge on ballots that are counted uh, uh, late. Okay? I mean, it's going to show that Biden's going to be in the lead if they release or if the information gets released 
about who's winning in those states. It should not be released. I'm hoping it's not released because that that would be bad. So you really must pay attention. And don't decide to let your guard down. It's important that you, you vote anyway. You should vote no matter what. If you heard on uh, that that uh, um, that Joe Biden was going to lose the election, hands down, why would you want to stop and, and not go out and vote anyway? So make sure you you do so. Uh, uh, Donald Trump's campaign representatives have been uh, filming voters. Uh, in Philadelphia, dropping off uh, their ballots. But the um, uh, Pennsylvania uh, Attorney General yesterday warned the Republican uh, surrogates to stop. In a statement, Josh Shapiro, he's the uh, Attorney General, um, uh, the, the, he's a Democratic State uh, Attorney General, uh, said Pennsylvania law permits poll watchers to carry out very discreet and specific duties, videotaping voters at drop boxes is not one of them. Uh, the Trump campaign initially said that the purpose of videotaping was to catch voters who drop off large number of fraudulent ballots rather than one or two. And that's a, a, according to the New York Times. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said uh, she and Treasury Secretary, Secretary uh, Stephen Mnuchin, Mnuchin uh, are just about there. That's a quote. Just about there uh, on resolving a key piece of uh, COVID rel- the COVID relief package. You know the stimulus. <clears throat> Pelosi said she and uh, Mnuchin were nearing agreement on how to allocate money for testing and tracing uh, to safely reopen schools and the economy, uh, which is a central element for the speaker uh, in the talks. And, 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 you know, I, I hate government intrusion, but we're going to need to do this to get through this. And as long as this tracking and tracing and whatever is a temporary issue, I'm all for it. But don't let it become permanent. Uh, she said that um, she said they still haven't settled three of the main sticking points. Democrats demand for uh, aid uh, to state and local governments. Uh, school funding, and Republican uh, insistence on a liability shield for employers. <clears throat> uh, Pelosi and uh, Mnuchin were uh, talking uh, by phone yesterday uh, afternoon as they rushed for a compromise that would allow introduction of uh, stimulus uh, legislation uh, in the House. Uh, hopefully, the House will take it up, but I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't see the Senate talking about it because uh, McConnell's going to block it. Um, anyway, U.S. stocks uh, rose uh, as banks rallied on a jump in Treasury yields, but investors remain fixated on the uh, talks in Washington. Uh, markets tumbled, if you remember, markets tumbled earlier, uh, like a couple weeks ago, when uh, uh, Trump pulled his team out of the, uh, the talks, uh, and, and the stock market just took this huge tumble. Remember, I talked about that. Uh, and this underscores why neither side w- uh, 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 will want to uh, be seen walking away from the table. Uh, if Pelosi and Mnuchin uh, have a compromise um, and Republicans vote against it, it's guaranteed the markets will tumble. Uh, Pelosi said at a uh, news conference yesterday, we, uh, we continue to be engaged in negotiations and 
I am hopeful we will be able to reach an agreement. Uh, she said earlier on uh, MSNBC that it uh, would, she goes, this is a quote, would be my hope uh, to get fiscal uh, stimulus finished by the November 3rd election. Uh, but she pointed to, um, you know, Majority Leader McConnell in the Senate publicly expressed opposition to spending levels under, uh, 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 under the discussion. Uh, Senate Republicans remain the strangling barrier uh, to enacting roughly a $2 trillion, $2 trillion uh, deal being negotiated by Pelosi and Mnuchin. Uh, Mnuchin is the official negotiator for, for the uh, uh, Senate Republicans. Or the House Republicans? House Republicans, is it? Anyway. Uh, McConnell has made no promises on when the Senate might take up the compromise agreement and some senior GOP uh, lawmakers uh, expressed skepticism whether uh, the chamber would vote on one, even after the election. Um, funding for state and local governments is a key issue dividing Democrats and Republicans going back to the summer. Uh, uh, and it was singled out by uh, both sides as a remaining challenge. Uh, Trump, and, and Trump said this yes, yesterday in the debate, uh, Trump and his allies have characterized uh, large-scale aid to local authorities, authorities as an effort to bail out poorly run Democratic state. But let's not forget about these federal tax dollars. Blue states support red states on federal taxes paid. I, let me explain this. The federal taxes are collected on a state-by-state basis and put into a, a, a huge fund. And then the federal government uh, distributes uh, the money uh, expressed by the needs for each state. Republican red states on a grand scale get way more money for the, like they put in, they might put in 70 cents for every dollar they get back. While California, I think one year, uh, put in nearly two dollars for every one dollar. No, I think I think maybe a, a dollar eighty, dollar sixty. I forget what it was, but California and other Democratic states put way more money in uh, federal tax dollars than red states. So this is ridiculous. I mean, beyond ridiculous. That's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to put in all this money to collectively help the country. United we stand, divided we fall, right? Anyway, uh, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows Wednesday complained that uh, um, it's the administration uh, that's advancing this negotiation further and further to Nancy Pelosi's side of the ledger. Um, And that's what he said. Uh, And he also said the uh, uh, speaker has made only small concessions. But that's disingenuous at best. Because if you remember, the original package, the original package was uh, $3.4 trillion back in May. So nearly seven months ago. Six and a half months ago. $3.4 trillion dollars. She's already come down 1.2 trillion. So 
I don't know what Meadows is talking about. Nancy Pelosi has given a ton. So he's being ridiculous. Uh, moving on, Chinese President Xi Jinping, war- uh, Jinping warned Friday that Beijing will not shy away from conflict. Soon after, uh, this is soon after, well, he was doing a speech yesterday anyway to celebrate the Korean War. <laughs> Remember, uh, uh, China was on the other end uh, helping North Korea uh, during the Korean War. My dad went to, uh, was in the Korean War. Anyway, I uh, said he would not shy away from conflict soon after uh, Trump and Biden sought to convince Americans they would both stand up to China over the next four years. Uh, Xi made remarks uh, in a speech uh, in Beijing, marking the 70th anniversary of the Korean War. Uh, Xi, who in recent years has uh, centralized power, you know, uh, he dissolved term limits and became the most influential uh, Chinese leader since uh, Mao Zedong. Well, you know, of course, Mao with Zedong, you know, he was pretty influential. Um, Anyway, um, he said that uh, China, uh, this is Z, he said China is ready for conflict and that global efforts to contain Beijing would fail. And I've been saying for a long time that China is is the big bully on the uh, on the block. They are dangerous. I mean, Every if every person in, in in China faced north and farted, they'd blow Australia off the map. There's a lot of people in China. Um, <clears throat> Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, remember Louisville, Kentucky, that's where uh, Brianna Taylor was uh, murdered. Uh, Kentucky Governor uh, Andy Bashir late uh, yesterday called on the State Attorney General Cameron to release all information related to the Breonna Taylor grand jury proceedings. Uh, the call came after a second anonymous grand uh, uh, juror issued a statement saying the panel was not given an opportunity to consider homicide charges in the case against police officers who killed Breonna Taylor. Governor Bashir said, the current situation raises serious concerns as multiple grand jurors are now claiming Attorney General Cameron has not been truthful to the public about what occurred in the grand jury process. I trust Kentuckians with the truth, and the next step should be to release all information, evidence, grand jury conversations, recorded or not, everything. And I've been saying this for a long time. I mean, especially this has to do with the warrant. Cameron, you know he knew what was in the warrant. And you know he knew what was true or not. Right? This is, this is a conspiracy. In the warrant, they had this information that drugs were being mailed to Brianna Taylor... And then her ex-boyfriend was picking them up. And the, the uh, uh, post office said that was outright false. But they left it in the warrant. And I swear it's going to come out. Cameron is covering this up because he doesn't want to lose, lose his job. This is going to end up meaning that Cameron is going to have to step down. That's what's going to happen. And there may be criminal charges. And I've been saying this for weeks. Something hinky is going on here. 
in California, in a blow to Uber and Lyft, the uh, appeals court said Thursday, yesterday, that the companies must reclassify their drivers as employees rather than independent contractors. Uh, and it's uh, uh, affirming an earlier uh, court decision. Um, and remember, yeah, uh, because, because this decision was coming, um, uh, Uber and Lyft put that, uh, uh, that thing on the ballot, uh, proposition on the ballot, Proposition 22. Uh, the ruling marks a significant development in a uh, months-long legal fight between the companies and the state of California, which in May uh, sued Uber and Lyft and claimed they were in violation of state law. And they were in violation, uh, most assuredly. Um, it also puts... Uh, they were in violation of the law before uh, AB5 was put in. Uh, it also puts greater pressure on uh, the companies to successfully pass... They're a California ballot measure, which seeks to exempt them from the law. Uh, the state has argued that by classifying their drivers as contractors, Uber and Lyft deprive those workers of benefits they are entitled to under the law that took effect on January 1st. The law known as Assembly Bill 5 or AB 5, which I was just talking about, says companies can only treat their workers as independent contractors if those people are free from company control and perform work outside of the company's core business. You know, Uber and Lyft have been claiming that their core business is an app business, that they're, they, 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 make, they make apps. But that's, we know that's, that's a workaround. We know that's a lie. We've known it for a long time that it's a lie. And by the way, an Uber driver can't say, oh, I don't want to take this call. So they are not independent. They are absolutely not independent. If an Uber driver decides not to take a call, they'll get booted from the platform. If they decide not to take too many, that's how Uber uh, controls their drivers. So it's a lie. It's an absolute lie. I've been an Uber driver, just like many of you have. So you know it's a lie. Uh, A reclassification of their workers would represent a radical shift forced on the two businesses, which have built up massive fleets of drivers by treating them as independent contractors and not providing them benefits that would be entitled to as employees, such as minimum wage, overtime, paid sick leave, and unemployment insurance. And this is what Uber and Lyft has been doing all along. They wanted to drive the cab drivers out of business. So they could um, take uh, that corner and profit hugely off us by not paying their employees minimum wage. Many employees at Uber do not make minimum wage. They don't do it. I mean, if if you have a gas guzzler, forget it. I mean, if you have an electric car or maybe a Prius or something, you might make minimum wage. But just barely, because you got to pay for your gas, you got to pay for your repairs, you got to pay for everything. Uh, November's election uh, might also make the course process process move because of you know um, uh, Uber and Lyft, along with delivery services that uh, use drivers such as DoorDash, Instacart, and Uber-owned Postmates have uh, poured $188 million into Cal- uh, a California ballot initiative known as uh, Proposition 22. Vote no on 22, by the way. I will say that right now. Vote Definitely vote no on 22. And it, 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 22 is, is trying to sidestep the law is what it's doing. Um, and 
they keep on saying, join drivers to vote yes on 22. But most drivers are against 22. Uh, the bulk of them, probably, I, I'm guessing 70 or 80%. I have no clue, really. But I, the ones that I've talked to, they're definitely against 22. They're voting against it for sure. Um, anyway, we're moving on from that. The Centers for Disease Control has changed its definition of who is considered a close contact with uh, uh, someone who has, uh, you know, coronavirus. <clears throat> Previously, CDC defined close contact as being within six feet of an infected person for at least 15 minutes. Uh, that definition was used to determine when a person should be quarantined. Now... A close contact is defined as being within six feet of an indiv- uh, infected person or persons for at least 15 minutes over a 24-hour period, uh, indica- indicating you know multiple uh, brief encounters uh, can contribute to the spread of COVID-19. And what happened was, I think they were testing in a, in a prison, and a prison guard caught it, uh, even though... Uh, he was not in contact with prisoners for more than uh, a couple of, uh, 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 you know, minutes, a couple of minutes each time. And I guess it built up in him, you know, maybe that's what's going on. Uh, Florida health officials announced Thursday that the highest number of coronavirus cases reported in a single day since September 1st with more than 5,500. Uh, 39 states have increasing COVID cases right now. And it's uh, mostly red states that this is happening. Nationwide, 77,640 new COVID cases were were reported for uh, the day, up from the previous record of 75,723 on July 29th. And that's according to the um, latest tally uh, 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 compiled by NBC News. Uh, The record-breaking daily tally comes as the total number of coronavirus cases in the country has reached nearly 8.5 million with uh, 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 224,280 deaths. Uh, There were 921 coronavirus-related deaths reported on Thursday. Uh, Much of the increase is centered in the Midwest. Uh, States like Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin have recorded rises in in case numbers in the last two weeks. Now remember, add this to my report yesterday about how this 224,000 number of deaths is wrong, that it should be around 270,000 because of the reduction in, in flu and pneumonia deaths. Don't forget that report. Um, well, actually, it should... Eh, that's not true. It should be 360,000, actually, because I forgot to add the other 299,000. Not the other 299,000. The other 99,000. Ugh! Excuse me. I'll get. I'll get this. I'll get this in my head right eventually. <laughs> um, this is a funny story. It's funny and it's kind of disturbing in, in, in a couple of different ways. Uh, a young couple who ordered an eighteen-dollar uh, Pinot Noir at uh, Balthazar in New York found themselves enjoying a Mouton Rothschild. 1989, listed at $2,000, uh, following a mix-up, according to the owner. Uh, Keith Mc, uh, McNally is the owner. Uh, 
Uh, staff at Balazar poured uh, the two wines into identical uh, uh, identical decant- decanters, but the one containing Mouton Rothschild 1989 was accidentally sent to the young couple's table. Four Wall Street businessmen at another table had ordered the uh, uh, the wine, uh, which is the most expensive wine uh, on the restaurant's list at $2,000. Uh, but they were served an $18 Pinot Noir, uh, the restaurant's cheapest. None of the diners appeared to initially spot the error. Uh, McNally said, reporting that Balthazar's manager on the night said the host of the business dinner praised the cheapers, uh, the cheaper wine purity. <laughs> anyway, uh, the young couple jokingly pretended to be drinking an expensive wine when they were actually doing it. Uh, McNally rushed down to the restaurant and decided to come clean despite both tables enjoying their evening uh, with the wines they'd been served. He said it was unthinkable to take the mouton away from the couple. He said the businessman replied that he had thought the wine wasn't a mouton. Uh, While the young couple were ecstatic uh, by the restaurant's mistake and and, uh, told him, it was like a bank making an error in their favor, but actually, uh, uh, since the um, uh, since McNally, <laughs> Keith McNally, he's the um, the owner. Since he, he, he his people made the mistake, <laughs> uh, it's his banking error. It's going to cost him two thousand dollars, I guess. Um, but <clears throat> there are two things I, I'm gaining from this. First, wines are way overpriced. You know, they're not, they're not, <laughs> they're not one thousand nine hundred and eighty-two. One bottle of wine is not one thousand nine hundred and eighty-two dollars better than another bottle. It's just not true. It's not better. Wine is wine. I mean, maybe you can charge thirty, forty dollars. You know, more for a wine. But anything that's $2,000, that's really damn stupid. <laughs> Unless it's, it's just because it's such a rare thing that no, nobody has one. But for taste, that's ridiculous. And um, the other thing that's disturbing, four Wall Street businessmen ordering a $2,000 bottle of wine? Come on. Bernie, you must have something to say about this. AOC? You must have something to say about this. If these men can afford a $2,000 bottle of wine for lunch, there's a problem in this world. And it has to do with capitalism. And when I say capitalism, I don't, I don't mean the free market. I don't mean people selling things. Capitalism has to do with making money off of, off of capital. That's the original definition. There's a problem with these money makers and it's time to overturn their tables. That's it for me. Friday, August, I'm sorry, October 23rd, 2020. Friday, October 23rd, 2020. This is PVTV. Uh, it was a little long today. Let's see. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Bring somebody on, on, uh, uh, on, um, Monday, I'd appreciate it. This is Friday. Don't forget. Don't forget. Well, first of all, 
we have to remind you, it's Friday night, so this little brown bag of crap is going to be left on your doorstep. That's what they do. Don't forget to look for that. Watch the news over the weekend. On Friday night, on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, they drop a little brown bag on your doorstep because they want this news to disappear before the uh, in the 24-hour cycle cycle before you see it on Monday. So keep apprised on the new of of the news uh, Friday and Saturday. It's really important. There's always something. It might be little, but there's always something that they don't want you to know about. Uh, and remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.